want to talk about how you're a reader now? Oh, <laughs> I am a reader. That's that's a, a that's a change of events. I, okay, relax. I no. Like, before you, we get started, before we get started, you know this man talks a lot of shit. <laughs> so, like, as you guys know, I read a lot, right? Uh, I spend my free time reading various books. I'm on my eighth book of the that's year. That's crazy. This man always comes at me saying, "Oh, you little nerdy girl." <laughs> He's one of those people never, that would kick the books out of your hand in the hallway. I I wrote a book first of all, so I've I've never made yeah, fun yeah, of you for reading a lot. I think it's 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 just cute. It's cute that like you read so much, but I've expressed my feelings towards reading on the podcast before. I used to read a lot. All right, you, you don't know that about me. Junie B. Jones, Goosebumps, oh, Goosebumps. Wow. The last time you read was when Listen, you were seven. They had to yank the book out of my hands when I was in third grade i was i was reading reading goosebumps away um then i took a pause long pause like <laughs> like <laughs> 13 year pause. year pause um <laughs> but i've i've like i've i've read like on and off the last couple of years like i'll like pick up a book and i'll read a couple pages then like i'll never touch it again and i'll lose it and like completely forget about it um but i've been on a reading kick for like the last week I've been on a reading kick. I, you know, I don't think there was a there was any major shift, any major change in life. It's just you know, things come back around. You know, like life works in mm. funny ways, and I think right now, yeah, the world has brought reading back to me, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Yesterday, mm. I was reading, and in my head, I was like, there is nothing that can take this book away from me. I'm gonna keep reading until I finish, and I finished it wow and i had a great time and i was on amazon today You're i was on amazon man. all day today just trying to find books I was like i need i need to buy, wow. buy some more books um how about got, a barnes and noble not from amazon that's or true a local bookstore that's true um uh if you guys are curious i've been reading a lot of poetry poetry if you guys struggle with uh reading anything long form you know novels fiction whatever poetry easy right like i I realized that I read poetry because I can't read fast. <laughs> okay, I just get made fun of it all the time. I can't read fast. I'm a slow reader. I like to actually understand what I'm reading. So poetry, really recommend poetry books. Um, That's so crazy I, I how me and you are different in that aspect because I cannot read slowly and I can't read poetry. Like I have to read novels and I I read pretty quickly. So. You know, that's why it's hard for me to grasp poetry. Like, yesterday I was reading a book and I came across this one line. It's five words. The line was five words. But th- this, like, I sat on this line for, like, an hour. I, like, could not stop thinking about it. And I was so excited to tell Mo. And I told her and she was just like, okay. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, it didn't, it didn't really hit the same, you know. But it, it hit me, you know. So, like, to each their own, I don't know. Anyway, we'll go back to our podcast called Difficult Dish. A podcast about different South Asian narratives. I am Mohua. And I'm Reader Boy Mashnun. So today we are talking about people pleasing and we are talking about how this is the epidemic oh of our community, God. of our society. It is what brings us to our downfall. It is toxic. It is horrible. So we are going to talk about <laughs> why people pleasing is so prevalent and just such a big thing in our community and just so many people's lives and how we um, were a part of it. And we still in some aspect are. 
and like some of our tips to kind of get out of it unlearn it you know treat ourselves do things for ourselves be a little bit more selfish and just not do things for other people when we don't want to anymore so mushun in your terms what do you think people pleasing is? Mm. i won't tell you what i think it is i'll tell you what it is you oh know what people, wow. <laughs> you know what people pleasing is people pleasing is doing whatever it takes to make somebody happy you understand mm, you understand you whatever it means. takes i've done a lot of that i'm be honest i've done i can't, i still do it i still do it he's still doing too it much. right in this in this too, moment he's still doing it too much too much and the thing is the thing with people pleasing is that in 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 a sense it's it's a good thing you know being kind is good being mm. generous is good being courteous being empathetic good traits great traits some might say but uh there's a limit to everything mm. and once it crosses a certain threshold a certain border yeah um then it becomes emotionally depleting mm-hmm. um self-harming mm-hmm. it can mess somebody up mm-hmm. it can mess you up in your route to becoming happy with yourself becoming happy with your life um and you know this this threshold is is hard for people like us to see a lot of yeah. the time because a lot of the time people that look like us have a uh, certain expectations that we are um expected you know to meet and um a lot of the time it can be very emotionally draining it can it can mess us up mm-hmm. and it's something that we can all relate to, you know. You know a quote that I saw today that really hit? Mm. Being a people pleaser makes you a doormat. Because people can step all over you. <laughs> I just added the last part in there because you don't understand the first part. But isn't that <laughs> so true where you don't put your own boundaries up and you keep doing things <laughs> to please other people? Where just it like people keep pushing and pushing because they think you're so kind, you're not able to say no, so they keep pushing you past your boundaries, and you just are giving so much of yourself to this person or de- or these people, but you don't even have enough to give to yourself or these people, you know. No, it's the fact that like you know like I'm on your side, right? Like I I like completely agree, <laughs> but like it's the fact that like I was like really spitting like some really deep poetry to you yesterday, right. and it's like like this this is what moved you. It's yeah. like, is that what, is that, like, you could have read, being a people pleaser is like, I just being like a snail. I just things in simplistic terms. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, I, I agree with you. Um, People, people can step all over you. People yeah. can take advantage of you. People do take advantage of you. People, you know, out of their own, what's the word I'm looking for? Out of, to make their lives easier and to make their lives simpler, they underestimate how much it is that you're doing Mm -hmm. they don't like to make it a serious thing and you know it it, people take advantage of people that look like us a lot of the time for a lot of different reasons whether it's our family whether it's people at our job whether it's our friendships um, relationships a lot a lot of different circumstances children of immigrant brown-skinned people immigrants in general you know, we've talked about model minority before. A lot of the time we're we're expected to to be seen and act a certain way, be 
charismatic, be mm-hmm. empathetic. But it's like, what about us? You know, that's the question of the day. What about us? It makes me think about how you just said immigrants because I didn't even think about that perspective just because we're children of immigrants. We're not immigrants, but our parents are. And it makes me think about how like... Mm-hmm. A sign of people pleasing is when you constantly say sorry or thank you, even when there's no need for that. And I keep thinking about how like, you know, if my mom or like my dad is is talking to a white person or like talking to someone at Macy's or something, I don't know, talking to anyone that's white, they constantly say like, oh, thank you. Thank you. Like they compliment them, try to get them on their good side, you know, like try to get on their good side. And that's a sign of people pleasing because you're inadvertently trying to get their acceptance and their validation by complimenting them or trying to agree with them thinking that that's going to make you more well-liked or trying to you know use that to like get up more in society and it's just so interesting Mm -hmm. because a lot of us also do that even as children of immigrants but i think it also starts with that generation you know what do you think are um are some of the causes of somebody becoming a people pleaser somebody always you know wanting validation from other people where do you think some of that can can stem from well i think it depends like what group of people we're talking about so if we're talking about immigrants i think a lot of them came to a new country and they started people pleasing or pleasing people and saying yes to things that they didn't really want to say yes to and start saying thank you and just started you know try they they did this to be more Um, accepted by society they did this to make more friends in society they thought that this would make them um, have more opportunities and have the same like job accomplishments as their peers and like their white peers and I think a lot of us learned that from our parents as well because we inadvertently do the same thing like we shouldn't have to say like be a yes man to every single thing you know Mm mm-hmm that that's for immigrants but what what do you feel like for for us like people our age in our community people that look like us where do you think some of that can stem from the thing is in the south asian community since we're talking about our community specifically i think our value is placed more on the group rather than the individual so we are Mm. always told that our reputation is at stake if we say something or do something wrong so i think since we always have to really think about how our words or actions really affect other people rather than how it affects ourselves we have to be very cognizant of how we speak so i think we grow up always trying to be on good terms with everyone we always try to you know not make people mad we always just try to do things so it looks good on our parents and looks good on the community and i think that's that gets passed on to personal relationships and friendships and things like that and we start having like a low self-esteem and we feel like we can't say no to things even if we don't want to do it and I think it really stems from the fact that we don't really have like our own individualistic voice growing up you know and even on another note your position in the family so for example if you're the eldest son or if you're the eldest daughter you also have this responsibility where you're expected to do a lot more for the family you're told that you have to take care of the siblings or you're told to financially take care of the parents or the family and i think because of that you feel like your say in a matter doesn't matter and you have to constantly say things and do things for the parents sake and for the community's sake and that you know selfish if you do anything for yourself i think uh a word that you brought up that i liked 
was just talking about like poor self-esteem and mm-hmm. how like pe- people people that look like us like we we run in groups like you said like everything is based on community everything is it there's no like sense of individuality it's all just like reputation it's all like family it's all just everything is centered around group vocabulary um and when when you're always chasing validation and approval and acceptance from everybody around you it's like that comes from having poor self-esteem and that also generates poor Mm self-esteem because like you know you're always chasing external validation but it's like what if you don't get it you know like the worst the worst thing is like when you go out of your way to do something for somebody that like first off they like expected you kind of to do already even though they they should have realized like okay maybe i shouldn't be asking this person to do this this thing whatever and then you do it for them and then like you get no sort of like sense of acceptance or validation from it and like that just hurts you even more because now you're questioning like oh like did i do that good enough oh like i gotta do it again i gotta Mm -hmm. you know try to try to get like the okay it's like you know if you're if if you only get validation from your parents if you get you know a good grade and say you get like you work you study all night long and you get an 88 on an exam and your parents give you no sense of validation you're like damn like i literally studied all night like i'm i'm clearly dumb like Mm -hmm. there's clearly something wrong with me and it's like you get older and we think of these things a little bit more macro and you understand like how a lot of the expectations and a lot of the things that we're expected to do for the people around us how much it really just ends up really messing us up yeah you know like there were so many instances i can remember where i did things for my family and and they like i went so out of my way i did not have to do it and i did it and i got like nothing out of it and it's like yeah we should never do things expecting some sort of validation but when you're young like you don't know better and a lot of time when we do these certain things when we when we study for 40 hours a day for a test or we spend our entire like savings of a hundred dollars to buy this thing for our parents and like it we're not recognized for it um it really manifests into like you said like poor self-esteem mm-hmm. and and it's hard to revert that it's hard to recover that you know yeah, I think when you do constantly say yes to things that you don't want to do and you constantly go out of your way to please other people, they get so used to that treatment. They get so used to you just saying yes that they don't even acknowledge the fact that it took you so like it took so much out of you to do that thing. And they don't even acknowledge the fact that you're literally depleting all of your energy to make them happy. There's so much that you can do, you know? And the more you do something, and the more energy that it's taking for you to do it, the more these people are not going to acknowledge it, the more they're not going to appreciate it, and the more they're just going to ask you for more and more and just walk all over you. So there has to be a point where it's like you have to just stop and put up your boundaries. And I know when a lot of people say, oh, just put up boundaries. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. if you talk to a white therapist, like they'll be like, oh, cut off your parents, put up your boundaries. Yeah, yeah, just like don't talk to them for a month. Just, just like what's the problem just run away from home yeah, yeah. some people do that you can <laughs> run away from home if, it, if it's that bad and there's no other option but you know 
for the average person it's not just possible to run away from home and cut off yeah, your parents and do all those things you know so there has to be something else that's feasible and i think it's really important especially if you see that these people pleasing tendencies are getting into your friendships for example like back in the past i had a lot of friends that you know made me want to made me do things that i didn't really want to do for example like going out to do things and like drinking and things like that partying i i wasn't really in that crowd i felt like i had to do it because it just made them like me more and i felt like i had to stay in that friend group so i was like okay might as well say yes because you know it's just one day out of the weekend like i can just survive that which is fine like if you think of it like that but really at the end of the day what i had to do was just distance myself or even cut off these friends because they weren't serving me anymore and like the things that i did want to do they didn't want to do so i was like why the hell am i freaking bending backwards doing all these things for them that i don't want to do when they're not even doing the things that i want to do right and like even in that situation i felt like I couldn't even vocalize what I wanted to do as much because I had such low self-esteem and I didn't feel good around them. So this doesn't just apply to parents. Like people pleasing applies to so many different relationships in your lives. But I think it really stems from your culture and your upbringing and like how your parents treat you and how you are with them and your family. And then it stems out and expands to like other aspects of your life, right? Yeah, I think on that note, you know, a lot of it, comes from like past experiences as well like we can all recall times when we were children when like maybe the uh the reinforcement that our parents gave us wasn't the most healthy and you know a lot of us had to you know deal with different ways of being brought up that still affect us like to this day like i remember i remember um when I was working at a coffee shop, I remember I got I got fired from this one coffee shop because I was outspoken um, because I was saying things that, you know, were necessary for like management to hear. Um, maybe my delivery wasn't the best, whatever, but I felt like I was doing the right thing and they fired me over it. And literally today I was. You know, like my manager was like asked me to do something and like my manager now is like completely different than like my manager then. Like my manager now is like my my guy, like he's like my dog. And he was like, yo, can you do this? And like I was busy at the moment, like I was getting ready for something and I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I still did it. But in my head, I was like, man, it's really crazy how like I I still feel like the after effect of like a past experience of me feeling like I was doing something right. And, like, being negatively enforced for it. And, like, it still affects me to this day to where, like, it's really hard for me to say no to somebody. You know, this Mm -hmm. is in a work sense. But, like, you know, I can tell a similar story for, like, family or friends or or siblings or whatever. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy how when we're talking about people pleasing, like, it, it sticks around. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, we can we can talk about some tips that we have, but even like with the tips, it's like it, it's it's really hard. It's really difficult for us to like let this go, especially as like South Asian children where we're like, again, expected to do things for our family. It's kind of like at what point at what threshold is it more about us than like the people around us? Yeah, I think about how people pleasing is just 
so toxic in our community where a lot of parents like i'm talking about parents now because i feel like that's the root of it or the culture is the root of it where they just tell you to do something just because that's what everyone before them did and that's what like the reputation is is told of you so for example like a lot of parents will just be like oh be a doctor be an engineer and then uh, there are a lot of kids who want to make their parents happy and they're like all right and they have like this whole sad life where they they pursue a life that they don't want to pursue because they want to make their parents happy and it's like even something like oh get married now and they're like all right you know and it's just like doing things just because you're expected to because of your culture and then just having like this sad life after because it's not what you want really you know like i had so much pushback when i wanted to move out or when i wanted to pursue the arts and when i you know pursued like english in my undergrad and things like that and it's just like there's a lot of pushback when you decide to go against the grain and you decide to do something for yourself instead of constantly pleasing other people but at the end of the day, like, that's what you need to do to live a happier life and for you to just, you know, live a more fulfilled life and just stand up for yourself, you know? We're also, like, involuntarily taught to, like, chase perfectionism. And it's like, when we're out the womb, like, our parents have our whole life plan, like, already thought out. It's mm-hmm. like, your life is going to go like this. At age five, you're going to do this. At uh, uh, 10, you're going to have a 4.0. You're going to keep the 4.0 for this long. At 10 years old, you're, you're, you're getting to this school. You're studying this. Yeah. This is your friend, blah, blah, blah. You get married, blah, blah, blah. It's like, they already have all that planned. So, like, from the earliest age, you're like, you have this, like, this quote-unquote, like, perfect guide map to follow Mm -hmm. and it's like obviously nobody follows that 100 percent, but we're still seen to and Mm -hmm. you know we're 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 again we're involuntarily told to to chase perfectionism to be perfect and it's like a, a a cause of of always saying yes to people always trying to please everybody is like you are just trying to be the perfect person you you were told that like this is what life is this is how you will live your life and you have to do whatever like you have to be this way and it's it's like you said it's so toxic like chasing expectations chasing perfectionism you know chasing all these things that like life gets in the way like Mm -hmm. things happen like i tell you all the time like there are things that i want to do throughout the day throughout the day um but like life happens you know like stuff happens sometimes the evening time comes and you're just not feeling good and there doesn't have to be a specific reason there doesn't have to be like a specific food that you ate or like the weather it's like sometimes you just like don't feel good and these things can't these, these things can't be accounted for but these things are also not recognized by our parents or the people around us because it's kind of like only something that we fully understand because it's our lives and our bodies well sometimes the way you are is a reaction of how your parents are with you like we know if like our parents are in a bad mood or if they're yelling at you or they're not appreciating everything that you're doing that problem is somehow rubbed off on you and obviously you're going to be in a bad mood as well so it's always like a cycle you know like you're always expected to do more and that's not appreciated for the most part and then they still ask you for more after like nothing happened you know yeah all right so like what are some signs of people pleasing if you're unaware of the fact that you're a people pleaser 
if you if you don't know that you're a people pleaser, um, here are some symptoms and some signs to help you recognize if you're a people pleaser. Do you struggle with low self-esteem? Probably. Do you have a difficult time saying no? You probably do. Maybe you're a people pleaser. Do you feel do you feel guilty when you tell people no? You also feel like you double down when you disagree on something and the other person agrees. Like if you have any contradicting opinions with someone and you like put your foot down and the second they say something back you're like oh yeah yeah yeah. like you're right like i didn't mean it like that Mm. like you're right but like you know like you don't have a strong willed opinion on something well i think that gets a little tricky maybe somebody's just trying to avoid arguments i think i do that so i just don't want to argue because there are some crazy people if if you're like if you're like yeah yeah you know i think i think uh i think uh you know um they're right exactly I, I think because the, that's what, exactly <laughs> what i'm talking about i'm talking about a crazy you know i think argument. i think the earth is i think the earth is round and somebody's like it's flat and i'm like okay <laughs> like, whatever you, you win whatever you say you win <laughs> you got it buddy i used to i used to have a hard time saying sorry not a hard time saying sorry a hard time saying it too much mm. i was always say sorry I was always saying sorry. Yeah, the what are you sorry broke. for? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the freaking the trash can tipped up. Sorry. It can be their fault and you'd still say sorry. That's a sign yeah. of people pleasing. Where you feel like someone else's inconvenience is your fault. <laughs> yeah. What are some tips to unlearn or kind of, you know, pick yourself and not be such a people pleaser? I think something that uh, I started doing more, um, at least when it comes to like people, when it comes to like friends and like people in our community i i started giving like a buffer between like answers like when somebody would ask me when somebody would ask me like oh you want oh let's hang out this afternoon uh like let me get back to you (laughs) he never gets back to them (laughs) no i'll get back to them but it's like a, a lot of a lot of the people pleasing comes from like the fear of like you know like Oh, saying the, yes right the away. Instant reje- the instant rejection, like right in the beginning when you say no and you like are scared of mm-hmm. what how the other person is going to react, which is why you say yes. Mm-hmm. You don't say yes because you want to. You say yes because you're scared of how they might act or how they might react when you say no. Mm-hmm. Um, so I so I started doing like, a, oh, like, let me see. Let me get back to you. Oh, I got some stuff. Not even trying to be like cool or like act busy. Um, or, or you could use that as an excuse, mm-hmm. like try to act cool to, and, and act busy, whatever it is to like give some space between mm-hmm. like the confrontation and your answer slash like judgment to the situation. Give a little space, give a little buffer. When your mom asks you to do something, mom, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm studying right now. Give me like 30 minutes. And in those 30 minutes, maybe you could think of like a a better formatted answer of you know how you're gonna say no but like yeah in a nicer way than saying no that like still makes you happy yeah um i just started avoiding i just started avoiding like the instant like yes or no and just like giving myself a little bit of a space to like breathe you know yeah i think a lot of us forget the fact that we have time to think about it and that we don't have to respond with a yes right away or a no right away and I think that's why our anxiety goes through the roof because we're like, okay, either we say yes right now to like make them happy or we say no and we make them sad, right? Yeah. Like there is an in-, in between, you know, you don't have to like say yes or no. You can think about your answer and you can get back to them later 
or you can say no in a nice way you know you don't have to be rude and say no and i think a lot of us get in our own head and we assume that saying no means like oh my god they're gonna hate me like they're not gonna be my friend anymore but you can say no in a nice way and people will understand for the most part you know it's kind of just you making it bigger in your head what what tip do you have i think something that i've learned is that it's really important to sit down and assess your own morals and values because i think a lot of us since we are so used to people pleasing our identity kind of gets meshed in with like the other people around us and we kind of are so insecure that we don't really know what we want how we want our relationships to be just because we don't really have the space to explore it on our own so i think it's really important to sit down and think about like what you want in life what values you really support and if the people around you are helping you with that or they're you know not helping you with that so for example if your friends are constantly telling you oh i want you to you know go to this party with me or i want you to steal with me <laughs> i don't know <laughs> and you don't think <laughs> that you want to you have and you don't think your values align with that because you're not a robber and you're not someone that parties either I you then either you say yes to that and you do something that you definitely don't want to do when you go to jail or you think yeah. about how to say no and maybe talk to them about it and make them understand that you're uncomfortable with it or really distance yourself from the, from these relationships, you know? But you have to first have a secure relationship with yourself and understand your morals so that no one else can really make you question that when you are faced with questions like this and decision making skills like this because you already have like your own um like values in your mind right so nothing can really change that i need some i need some tangible advice how do i how do i say no like oh my god girl i haven't seen you i haven't seen you in like a week and a half we gotta go get some iced lattes and go watch you know the the flowers bloom in the park I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but I honestly don't even open the message. <laughs> but I think it gets a lot easier as time goes on. What's another tip that you have to put your foot down and just stop being a people pleaser? I mean, first off, I'm no pro. I don't know. I I barely follow what I say. I struggle with this a lot. It's true. Um, A lot. A lot. Yeah, don't get know. me started. Don't we get know. me amped up. We know. Don't get me amped up. We're going to snail outside with asking, Mastro, can you give me some water? <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who thinks of that example? Um, It used to be bad. When I was like, when I was like in high school, bro, I would do anything for anybody. I was at like, and it's, it's crazy because like it really does come back to like self-esteem and like wanting validation. Because I remember I used to say yes to everybody. And I think that's that's where like a lot of, you know, we come across a lot of like spontaneous people and across a lot of people that are like down for everything. But like, I feel like a lot of that really does come from just like wanting to be accepted by people. You know, like you get older and maybe you mask it as like, oh, yeah, like I just like doing everything. But it's like and I'm sure there are people like that. But it really is crazy how like it all just comes back to just like you just want people to like you, you know. And I think everybody has their own battle and journey with coming to terms with the fact that not everybody's going to like you. I don't think I struggle with that too much anymore. Um, I think it's a lot harder when you're younger because all you know is the people around you. So it's like if the people around you don't like you, then you think it's like the end of the world. Mm. Like I, I met you and you're across the world. 
not across the world, but <laughs> two hours. Sometimes it away. feels. Sometimes it feels like it. But you're across the country from me, and like you like me, you know. So it's like, if like. You so like what's me, your tip? Like... So what's your tip? <laughs> My tip is um, don't make excuses, and don't lie. I think a lot of the anxiety comes from not wanting to be straight up and giving somebody some bullshit reason to why you can't do something and you're scared you like you tell them somebody you tell them like yeah you know like my my pinky toe hurts your pinky toe doesn't hurt but like that's like the first thing that you thought of (laughs) and now like you're scared that like that person might see you walking normally and they'll be like oh i thought your pinky toe hurt and now you're like on the spot you know so it's like i think a lot a lot of anxiety (laughs) comes from just like not being straight up like not being 100 with the person that you're talking to when they ask you to do something and i understand it gets hard especially with your parents but one thing i started telling myself is like is like yeah they might be caught off guard the first time or the first couple times that you tell them no Mm. but it's like it really it really like after some repetition it really does become a lot more normalized in their head you have to get you have to get comfortable with you being uncomfortable so like you mm, saying no down. constantly and you getting you know this this yelling from your parents or like backlash from your friends of, yeah. you know you saying no or like saying no to hangouts whatever it is you know it's uncomfortable to say no especially if it's your first time it's uncomfortable to put your needs first but you have to start getting comfortable and that's how it gets a lot better and easier because you start putting yourself first it's scary as hell in the beginning it's uncomfortable in the beginning but then it gets easier because you're just like yeah this is a piece of cake just to say no you know i'm not feeling well or no i don't really feel like doing that right now maybe next week when i'm more free like it just gets Mm. so much easier with more practice and people get used to it and also Mm -hmm. because of that energy the toxic friends or the toxic people around you are going to get weeded out and the real friends will get attracted to your energy but don't be a meanie. Yeah, don't be you a know, meanie. No, no, no reason to be a, a meanie, a meanie yeah. person. You know, you don't gotta, you don't gotta. No, I can't do that. You ugly bozo. No need to do any of that. Wow. Relax. Okay. No, no, I don't want to do that. You, you stupid. See, I just, I just stopped myself. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what, what's an, what's another tip you have? I think another tip that I have on top of that is to get a hold of your emotions because i think another thing on top of people pleasing especially if you're like the eldest daughter the eldest son if you're someone in a position in the family that's expected to do a lot you know a lot of parents in the last generation were expected to just like hold it together they weren't allowed to suffer i think a lot of them and a lot of us were told to like hold it together don't show your emotions don't cry just do what you're told to do and like accept it right so a lot of us just accept this as our fate. We just accept this as our life. We just assume that we are going to constantly live our lives for other people and like we're not going to be able to do things for ourselves. But the thing is, it's really important to acknowledge how this is affecting you and how living life for other people is bothering you and just use that first of all to make your decisions and have your answers for when something else comes up in the future like use that feeling and emotion to help you make your decision in the future and also use that as fuel to stop the cycle of people pleasing right it's really important to get in tune with your emotion or even use that emotion 
and talk to people and see if they're receptive of the fact that they're hurting you and like you can't handle it anymore anymore you know so either use it to stop the cycle of people pleasing by starting to say no and stop you know you're you're starting to say no to things that make you uncomfortable and things that you don't want to do or use that emotion and acknowledge it and tell the people around you how they're making you feel and see if they are receptive to it yeah good one yeah so if someone if someone's making you feel like an ugly duckling what do you say i don't think i'm an ugly duckling but you're making me feel upset saying that i'm an ugly duckling and you can't call me that Mm. anymore Mm. let's do some role play no mo no mo i need you mo i need you to go get me some doll well, I need you to get me doll and then I need you to do the laundry and then you must wash your car. <laughs> you constantly asking me to do the laundry and washing the car is making me feel very upset and I don't want you to do all those. I don't want you to ask me to do all those things anymore without saying please first and being appreciative. Okay, Mo. <laughs> you see? It's easy. That's all it takes. <laughs> and That's then, all it takes. And then li- life is great. Life is great. As you guys know, um, we asked you guys for your input on our uh, upcoming topics on our Instagram. Instagram.com forward slash difficultish. Can you say that again? Please what follow the hell us. did you just say? Can you say that again? Instagram.com forward slash difficultish. Our Instagram is difficultish. Okay? Follow it. Follow it. Follow us. Please. We got a lot of listeners. We don't got a lot of followers. What's up with that? Who says that? Go ahead and we got a lot of listeners. We don't got a lot of ratings. Mm. What's up with that? Mm-hmm. We got a lot of listeners. We don't got a lot of reviews on Apple Podcasts. What's up with that? Okay. Go ahead and give us a follow and rating and review and all that. Anyway, so someone said, I need everyone to like me, even though I know it's not worth the energy. So why you need everybody to like you? Huh? I, You know, a lot of us know that what we're doing isn't the best for us and we know it's not worth it. But there's still like an urge to still do it, you know, and that's yeah, how, you know, I like that's that. a telltale sign that you shouldn't be doing that or waiting for that to happen. And it's like a lot of the time we're trying to get like the people that we're trying to get to like us is like the people that we haven't seen in like eight years. It's mm-hmm. like the cool kid from like sophomore year of high school that like you haven't seen them in like however long and now they look like a rusty toenail and like you still want them to like you. A for rusty what? toenail? Why do you need them to like you? Tell me yeah. why. Tell me why. Uh, cause cause they were they were that guy back at. Who cares? Okay? Yeah. Who cares? Tell Honestly, who cares? it's so freeing to just release the idea that everyone should like you. Mm. Like it is inevitable that not everyone likes you and just let that happen you know you got fans you got haters so what you can't you can't deplete all your energy and just be so 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 nice to every single person that's literally talking shit about you just so you can like so just so they can like you and you don't even like them it's like a lot of time it's like they're not even talking shit someone said it prevents them from coming out to family because they have to maintain some image that they expect yeah image yeah that's a whole other thing especially if it if it's something about your identity that the culture doesn't accept it's so hard for you to be your authentic self because you feel like you have to uphold this reputation and you have to constantly please people 
and that's like that's like this whole other yeah. layer that we didn't even talk about like for example if you're queer if you're a woman you can't be outspoken yeah it's your intersectional you identity speak your mind if you're queer if you're if you're trans like you have to try even harder to please people because you kind of have to make that part of you be invisible you know mm. such a vicious cycle it's wild someone said i can't say no because i feel like my opinion is not valid and that might just hurt others imagine being in a society yeah, I, where you feel like your opinion does not matter and you're made to feel so little where it feels like your words have no impact like i remember always being the quiet kid in class i, I couldn't even raise my hand but now here i am yeah you know like a lot of us just devalue ourselves as humans and don't think that like what we're saying is smart enough or what we're saying will have the amount of impact that we're looking for um and i think like for that i think i struggled with that a lot growing up um and i was never the kid that's that rose that raised their hand i was always too scared to say anything like mm-hmm. scared of like my freaking voice cracking scared of just like not saying a word right i know you probably deal with that a lot probably saying something that like is <laughs> all right sorry all right sorry, sorry. um but uh but but you know what what is great being outspoken is so fun now we got a like, podcast it's just so f- it's so fun like telling people your opinions and like telling people what you think and like giving your insight and like educating somebody on something is so fun like my favorite thing is like being so knowledgeable on a topic to where like I can teach it to somebody and they're like actually learning from me, you know, and that stems from just like valuing yourself more as a mm-hmm. human. And a lot of us don't do that growing up because yeah. we're not given value unless we have, you know, certain accolades or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, our value is always placed on other people of fun. Mm. or like our accomplishments. And I think something else on top of that, people pleasing, that I something that I did when I was younger is like just shortening my name and making it easier for other people to say, like I just wanted oh, them yeah. to like me more. I remember how yeah. empowered yeah. I felt when I pronounced my name right, my full name. And that was in college. Like it took me a long time. It was my last semester of yeah. undergrad. And it was so empowering to finally say my name out loud. And I felt like I was like shedding into a new layer of myself, you know? Yeah. Try it out. It can be a small step. Her name is pronounced Mahua. Thank you. Not Mahuya. Not Mara. Oh, <laughs> no, no one said that before. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Let's do two more. Someone said therapy and unlearning a step by step is the way, but apparently it always stays a little bit. Yeah, Damn, that's it crazy because like, that's can't, what I said. It can't always go away completely, unfortunately, but therapy is a great way to unlearn it. My therapist really did help yeah, me with talk mine. it out. Talk, talk it out a lot of the time it just takes somebody to like explain it to us yeah. in a way that we haven't heard before like an outside perspective to validate your experience all right the last response is my sociology teacher said recently to us know what you value if someone doesn't match up don't give them attention even if you have the subtle need for validation that's a smart professor huh mm. they know what they're talking about yeah yeah i think um you know, something that I, I, I also started doing is, uh, you know, instead of tracing validation from somebody else, I I think, like, self-validation is, is very pleasing. And I love, like, looking at myself and be like, hmm, like, after this, like, two-hour-long study session, like, I just got smarter. 
Mm. And that's great. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's positive like, self-talk. It's like I'll look at myself in the mirror and be like, hmm, I can explain this now. I can explain this to somebody. That's cool. I'm smart. I'm an intelligent young fellow. Mm-hmm. All right. Any closing thoughts on this topic? Um, Closing thoughts. I think as a South Asian child, we're always going to be uh, chasing validation mm-hmm. from somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, It could be a parent now. It could be a professor later. It could be, uh, you know, our older sibling later on. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, we're always going to be chasing it. And I think um, coming to, to terms with the fact that it's not going to go anywhere. But it, we can still do our best to minimize it. Mm. And minimizing it will only lead to a more prosperous mm. and like self-sufficient life. I can't explain how much more I've come to love myself after choosing to give myself time that in the past I would have sacrificed for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, you you don't see it at the time when you are saying no or when you are choosing not to sacrifice for the first time. You don't see it then. Yeah. And you might not see it anytime soon, but you'll you'll feel it eventually. And you will thank yourself for starting earlier than later. Um so if it's something that you're struggling with now, something that you're dealing with now, um you can't imagine how much you will thank yourself in the future for changing things up now. Damn, we got philosopher Mashun in the house. That was a good closing thought. Yeah, you know. I I've been here, you know. Like I don't really go nowhere. Like I'm here. Like I'm here. Like I'm I'm like the co-host. Of, like I'm here. I don't, you know. Right. Like, I don't go. Right. Know? That was a good. What one. about you? That was a good one. No, I didn't know yeah, we were doing like a back and forth. I I just wanted your closing thought. That was a good one. Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah. That that like cleared everyone out of the water. Yeah. Like I shouldn't even try. Thanks. Uh, earlier in my office, like I came out of a meeting, and I came back to the to the table, and like they were talking about like what what food everybody would be like if there were a food. Like one of my coworkers was a banana, another coworker was a uh, pizza, um, another coworker. They said I was tea. How do you feel about that? They're like, yeah, if you You're were a like tea? a product, you would be tea. I would. You How would come be they tea. get like full food and you get a piece of tea bag? Yeah, I was like, I was offended at first. But I feel like that's then like I was just a like, microaggression. <laughs> should I have like? Should I yelled at them? You should have been. That should have been an upper. That should have gone to HR. I was. I was people. I was people pleasing. <laughs> you were people pleasing in that moment. <laughs> I don't think what you're. What would you tea. say I am? I think you're. No, a- but I I liked it because it's like I like you don't like one day I'll walk in I'm chai right next day I'm an Earl Grey next day but I'm that's just you know, like, like them, pineapple express that's just them picking the first brown thing that they can think of so they said tea at least they didn't say like broccoli or something okay but they I had t- fruits they had they had like yeah. banana they had tomato like things like that why'd you get a tea bag you I would want to be a tomato. You think I want to be a tomato? You think I'm a tomato? You, you remind me plump? of like, like a like a apricot. Explain. Like a little peach cobbler. Because now you gotta back it up, right? Like a little now peach you cobbler. Give me that like a peach cobbler. Are you gonna like that's so like you said peach cobbler four times? Like I heard you, <laughs> okay, but like why? <laughs> I said what I said. All right. Anyways, um, ten second advice. Anything? Consider watching some movies sometimes. You know, sometimes I feel like we're too good for movies. We don't have time to watch this movies. woman said, watch a movie. <laughs> Please give I've me I've been watching else. some movies recently and they have really changed my, changed my life.
Anyway, anything you got? <laughs> yeah, uh, eat some food. <laughs> uh, that'll be good. You know, I started eating food recently, and like it really changed my life. <laughs> you know, I I gotta change my I gotta change my answer. Yeah, please. I feel like a lot of people don't do something because they're scared, they're intimidated. For example, I didn't do Pilates for a long time because you know it's, it's a very white people sport. But you know what? I got myself to like make a solution to that problem. Yeah. I got myself little trampoline socks. socks. Okay. You know those grippy so socks. Advice. So the thing is, I sweat a lot, right? Like my feet and my hands sweat a lot, so that's really hard to like work out in. So I was like slipping and sliding everywhere. But these grippy socks really just like changed the whole like game. Like I'm not intimidated to walk into this Pilates room anymore. Like I feel in like I'm a part of them, you know. So Can I ask you if, if you're always making was? excuses, think about why you're making those excuses and how you can just make a solution. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that over watch a movie. For me, explore a new music genre. I don't I think people forget how many different music genres there are. Mm. I think a lot a lot a lot of y'all will listen to, you know, Twenty One Savage for a year straight. Right. A lot of y'all will listen to T Swift for a year straight. Wow. Listen to some listen to some reggaeton. Oh, wow. Listen to some soca. Mm. Some Trinidadian dance music. Mm. Listen to some goddamn J pop. Whatever you want. Explore. Wow. Exploration. The world is so vast. That's a good There's one. There's so much more than Twenty One Savage and Taylor Swift. That's okay? a good one. If y'all need like some recommendations, like I got you. Yeah, okay? he, he did. Hit he me does up. got you. I yeah. really got you. All right. Thank you. All right. Well, anyway, thank you so much for listening to our podcast and our episode on people pleasing. Make sure to follow us on our Instagram and TikTok. It's at difficultish on Instagram and at difficultish podcast on TikTok. And also make sure to leave us a review and a five star rating on Spotify, Apple, whatever you listen on. If they made it this far, what do they say in the Friday post? If you made it this far, you can comment jelly bean, jelly bee. Like jelly bean. Jelly bean, jelly bee. Yeah, like jelly bean. You want them to write jelly. Jelly bean, jelly bee. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. We will see you next week. Allah Hafiz. Allah Hafiz.